Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Joseph Wilson with me from New Zealand, is it? New Zealand. All right. All right. Well, uh, now, Joseph, I, I've seen you, uh, you know, some of the recordings you've done with uh, good friends like Chris Carter and Steve Hampton and some others. Um, so I'm going to be real curious to get to know you in this process because you and I haven't met. This is our first time and mm -hmm. uh, looking forward to some time. But uh, before we get started, just asking everyone to go ahead and share it, like it, uh, get the word out to your friends. We are listener supported. So we do ask that you uh, ask the father check it out kingdomtalksmedia.com look at the for the giving tab and go ahead and uh look for a partnership there that would fit fit what uh your budget is and what father says to do so uh, again just thank you all to uh those who are supporting us and we just so so appreciate each and every one of you so joseph um wow this is first time so i would like to get to know you i i don't know much about you other than you're in new zealand and you have an accent yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going straight into the deep end. Um, so, yeah, I start with um, I'm 35. I live here in Auckland, New Zealand. I'm married, been married for 10 years. My wife's name is Kirsten. Amazing, amazing woman. And we have three beautiful daughters, Adele, Isaiah and Nia, six, three and one. So we're oh, full wonderful. on. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, I do online coaching and mentoring right now. Uh, my assignment in this season is to mobilize people into their current assignment. So for the last year and a half, that's been the bigger focus. I used to run a gym, a fitness training business for eight years. Oh, really? And yeah. And then before that, I was a door-to-door -door salesman. And God used all of this to train me in what I'm doing now. So wow. that's just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting because um, I mean my my background is in sales I spent 17 years in business uh, we did wow. uh, I did I was one of those serial entrepreneurs and had I had 15 business businesses and five corporations in 17 years wow. uh, so it was I, I loved to be the catalyst to start things and then I'd either sell mm -hmm. it or move on and um, a lot a lot of fun during those years but sales and um, I've always been a gym rat my first business was a gym Oh, wow. I operated a gym back in the 80s, so it's been a while. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, I do feel we have a lot of similarities, even some of the journey, just listening to you yesterday with you and your wife, I was like, I think we might get along. <laughs> yeah, I I bet. I bet we will. Um, so what about your journey? You know, you've uh, uh, kind of connected with what I call... You know, the, the, you know, the, some call it the mystical movement. I call it those who walk in the heavens. It's a little more complicated, but it's just there's a lot of people that are walking in the heavens in different ways. Um, so yeah. what's been your journey? How have, how have you arrived here at this place? So I love how you put that. And it's always the challenge is knowing the language, you know. Like right. We use this uh, English language to try and explain these beautiful things. And um, <laughs> yeah, so... For me, I grew up in India, in Hyderabad, India. That's where I was born. Okay. And my family migrated here when I was 11 years old. So I was always around kind of the Anglican Presbyterian scene, uh, always going to church like that and um, vacation Bible school, you know, in India, that was a big deal. And so that was kind of there in the background. And when I came here, uh, probably when I was about 16, 17, I started to drift away from all of that because to me that was just not real it was dead there was a lot of you know hypocrisy things that i saw that caused me to want to move and it was it looked very boring to me i have to say that you know um to me walking with god in my teenage years sounded like you die to everything but there is nothing to live for like you just show up on a sunday do the right thing and so i had some moments when i was younger where there'd be a pastor or a preacher who would say, you know, hey, Joseph, God's calling you. There's a call on your life. And I would always answer in my heart saying, when I get to 50 or 60, I'll answer that, you know. <laughs> Once my life is done and I had fun, then I'll answer <laughs> that. And so uh, I'm saying all this for a reason because, you know, the mystical or walking in the heavens or even the power of God and the tangible presence of God and this living in these two realms at that time, no one talked about it. So you really do think Christianity is like boring. Walking with Christ is boring, you know, and even the miracles. So anyway, I was going through all of that and I started to drink and party and, you know, do what I thought was going to be fun. And uh, June 8th, 2008, I ended up in a Pentecostal church and um, 
that was the third time I went there. You know, the first time I got invited there, I remember being scared because all these people were jumping and dancing and the lights were kind of dim. And I was like, this is like a nightclub. Like they can't be so happy. And I remember seeing the worship leaders like, and just, they were blissed out, I guess you would say, you know, and, and I'm like, they're definitely popping something. This is not real, you know? So my first introduction was that. And then the pastor prayed for some people and they fell out. And I was like, this is fake. This can't be real. And then he invited us to, you know, if you don't believe this is real, come up. And I wanted to get up, but the guy who drove me there suddenly was like, let's leave. we got to leave. And he really flipped out. And it was quite interesting when that happened. So I left. I never got a chance to see that it was real, you know? Huh. And anyway, during that time and the time I had this encounter, the drinking got worse, the partying got worse, more doors opened for me to do silly things. And, but somehow I ended up there June 8th, 2008. I'm still drunk from the night before or hungover. And this girl is just singing in tongues in the front. And as she's singing, I feel a heat go through my body. This is how I remember it. A heat go through my body and I sobered up. And I really freaked out because there was no one near me. And I was like, mm. what's going on? I'm back to normal. And then my whole childhood starts flashing in my eyes, you know, and he shows me my vacation Bible school and me going to that church in India and uh, all these little things where he was with me the whole time and I'm weeping. And so I made a challenge to him that day. Like, if you're really real, you got 30 days, show me and I'll give you my life. And somewhere in those 30 days, his overwhelming love just got me, you know, and wow. the screen flipped the whole, my whole life flipped. So that's kind of how it began. <laughs> wow. Uh, so um, now, again, you're you're now, at least you're engaged. I see that you're you know, talking with and having people on your show that um, are you know seriously into engaging in the heavens and so forth. So what, I feel like what you're talking about the um, Pentecostal movement and the charismatic movement, that's a level. But mm. this stuff that we're doing now, uh, even some of the Pentecostals and um, charismatic groups. Uh, deny it you know and call it heresy and so forth so yep. i know a lot of people have had that challenge of moving from the pentecostal charismatic movement into this and uh just really feel you know um persecuted you know sometimes so i'm, I'm just curious if you went through any of that just to share with the viewers you know because it could be encouraging to some that are listening that are in that process right now yeah yeah i've totally went through all of that you know um the way I look at this is like a bridge and on one side you have a, a pre-believer and then all the way on the other side, you have a manifest son walking in the fullness, carrying the nature of our father, you know, Romans eight twenty nine, And so we're all on this bridge walking to this place. And I think one of our problems is that we've learned how to build equity or relationship in, in many weird ways, like, you know, transactional equity where I do this for you, you do that for me. And that's why we're connected or doctrinal equity. I believe this, you believe the same. That's why we're connected. And if you yeah, believe anything yeah. different, that's the end of our connection. You know, I truly believe we're coming into this time of uh, love or relational equity where I choose you, you choose me. Even though I don't understand some things or see some things, we choose each other, you know? So for me, when this happened, I gave my life to God and that looked like giving my life to an organization. I served in church. I was a youth pastor. I led worship. Um, I became an associate pastor. I gave my life to that six days a week serving in all of that volunteer, you know. And through that process, I guess for me, it feels like God was really training me on how to be a priest in a way in the first five years and then how to be a king in the next five years because I started asking questions about, okay, if we believe all this stuff, why isn't this realm shifting? Uh, yeah. why, are, why are people broke? Why are Christians broke? What's the deal with finances? Uh, what's the deal with influence? Why aren't regions changing? Is our goal just to get someone to say a prayer and join a building and a membership? And so these questions got me in a bit of trouble because the people I asked didn't have answers. They just knew that you shouldn't ask these questions. So I went through a lot of uh, weirdness there, you know, and, and there was some infidelity in the church I was in and it blew things up a bit. Hmm. Um, but the biggest thing for me was the lack of heart connection or the wanting to be one or wanting to be seen and known, you know, a lot of people don't mind being next to each other, but am I willing to be seen and known? Yeah. And am I willing to see and know? And uh, so we, me and my wife went through probably a three or four year journey where it was a bit messy. And during that time, 
I got accused of a few things and I had to deal with all of that. <clears throat> and I really wanted to walk away. I was ready to walk away. And um, I said to God, like, I'm happy to go live in a farm and go to a Baptist church. You know, my wife's parents, they go to this nice church and three hours away from where we live. And I was ready to like, just sit in the back seat, enjoy God, enjoy my family and enjoy nature, you know. But during that time, I started to have a few encounters. And in some ways, that was my first introduction or pull into this new place of there is more to this joseph and so mike parsons i know you have had him on here i saw some of his stuff i joined his course and i engaged some of that and i had a crazy encounter that shifted everything for me and that began this whole thing of okay well, mike parsons what is this guy what's he on about what's he saying and now it's real and then i met some people face to face here where i was like oh my gosh this is real am i imagining this stuff and uh, that brought me into this place of connecting with uh, Chris Blackaby, connecting with Kirby, uh, connecting with Chris Carter, obviously, and now Steve and a whole bunch of people and asking these questions and just exploring and engaging, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and um, now if Chris Carter was on your show, uh, how many times has he been on, on your show? Twice. Twice, because I'm just trying to figure out what did he I'm, I'm assuming he talked about the cosmic shift and the um, stars in the sky or not well we didn't get to that because so for me the the podcast i started it was a struggle for about three four years of even me during this time saying okay where do i fit god like these guys mm. all say there's secular and then there's holy or you know christian uh. where do i fit and i kept feeling this prompting to walk the narrow road you know the road where i'm too religious for some i'm not religious enough for some and it's irrelevant so my podcast is called fuse life for that very reason you know fusing heaven meets earth yeah. in and through you and me and so the podcast is for me taking people on a bridge where i get so yesterday i had someone on there who has been uh, left for dead three times he's been thrown in prison he's been beaten i mean he came from a baptist background he's seen over five hundred thousand churches birthed on in the planet you know he's they've seen 250 million people get baptized you know and start the journey of what we we're walking in but at the same time then you have someone like a chris carter or you have uh you know someone like chris blackaby or truth seeker you have someone who's only you know <laughs> speaking about this other stuff and for me I'm just putting it all out there so that people that understand the kingdom is more than my opinion or more than where I've camped can move. So when Chris came on, we talked about the imagination and the power of the imagination and how it's not wrong to use your imagination and hand it over yeah. to God and how he uses it. And so we went deeper on that kind of stuff. And so the next time he comes on, we'll probably go on to yeah. Cosmos. Well, I, I was assuming that he had shared that, uh, but uh, obviously he he hasn't. But, um, you know, because I just look at that, the fact that, you know, the whole world has, has been realizing that we're in a shift of some sort. I mean, whether you're, yep. you're a spiritual person or not, it's like the world's going through some shifts. And mm -hmm. so when we, when we realize that the clock that God gave us, the only one that he gave us, the stars in the sky actually indicate when these shifts will take place and it's like boom we're we're in it you know that's where we're at and that's why the turmoil and the of this shift um and so it's really taken us to a whole new place a whole new level where you know we've been teaching people hey go back try some of the things that you thought would work before but didn't work because i really believe that father is releasing some of that stuff that before it wasn't necessarily time now it may be mm. time so mm. start stepping back into some of that stuff relook at some of the stuff that you've looked at before and um you know we've been taught so many things that it uh has been ingrained in us that we just assume that it's correct because it's what we've been taught since we were kids whether mm. secular or not you know mm. most secular kids know of a hell you know mm. uh mm. so it's like it it gets around the word gets out mm. but you know we we teach to relook at everything and and so um i i just uh, am excited to to hear you know again your journey and and so have you are you one to to go in the courts of heaven or do you you know engage with the father in the heavens um or is that something pretty new to you uh, i wouldn't say it's new um but i wouldn't say i do it regularly either there are times where i've I've kind of ended up there and 
for me, I'm just practicing seeing and doing what my father's seeing and doing, you know, showing you. Come on. So, yeah. so some of these things, I know the courts and uh, I've been there with other people and, but my, you know, we know my, my trust is not in that system, you know. I, I feel yeah. for me, the practice has been, I want to learn how to live off his good nature of his love and his character above anything I would do or anything I would try and learn, you know. So for me, I'm still in that phase. Maybe I'm going to end up where I start becoming more proficient at some of these things. I'm not sure. But the, the words that really hit me in the last three years are explore and engage. I explore with the father and then I engage fearlessly knowing that he will take care of me, whatever's happening, you know? So yeah. even with people I listen to, people I connect with, I'm going just by that, enjoying my union with my father and whoever he brings across, it just happens and it works and it's awesome and it's beautiful and I don't have to strive or try and make it happen, you know? So what's one of the things right now? I mean, because we all go through seasons where father seems to give us a focus mm. that he wants us to either just engage with ourselves or something he wants us to share and get out to the world. Uh, yeah. What's what's father given to you in this season? The subject of purpose has been the biggest thing. Original intent, you know, that every person has a unique purpose. There's an original intent behind every person. And we've come through a system. And when I say system, I mean the thinking, the thought process where only a few step into the fullness. And we have seen them as heroes, which is not necessarily wrong, but we've seen them as these people that have kind of done this stuff. And a lot of us learn from them to do what they did instead of learn from them to keep becoming who we are. And so that subject of purpose has been number one. So last year, I closed my gym down in January because father told me to. And on my last week, lockdown hit in New Zealand and everything was oh, shut down. Wow. So I was wow. like, okay, this timing is very <laughs> awesome, but I'm freaked out. No How am I going to survive? What are we doing? And um, that's where he started speaking to me about purpose. I want you to mobilize my body. The majority of my body is asleep and they need to move. So I said, okay, do I talk about purpose? I preach about purpose. He said, no, you're going to mobilize. So there's a coaching involved. Not everyone's going to come, but you're going to walk a big part of the body into their next step. Yeah. And so in some ways for me, I would rather go deeper into some of the mystical things because that's in my heart. I don't know if it's my DNA being Indian also. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. But I have <laughs> felt father on purpose want me to be in a certain part of this bridge to move the body. So I launched a challenge last year uh, called Pursue on Purpose. And we've had over a thousand people register through that. And it's begun that journey, you know, of people starting to ask the question, why am I here? What is my part? Okay, I see this beautiful expression of God here and this beautiful expression there. And they're doing amazing things. But I am also a part of this body. What is it? And how do I take ownership of that? And that's the that's the main focus at the moment. That's, that's uh, needed. I'll say that. We... My wife and I, when we stepped into this a few years ago, into the mystical, um, you know, we engaged with people like Ian Clayton and Nancy Cohen, and and it's like, holy cow, they're they're way out here, and I, honestly, I listened to uh, Ian Clayton, who's there in New Zealand. I listened mm -hmm. to him um, at a conference for three days, and and when I was done, when that conference was done, I was done. I was like, I am so done with this guy. I was like, I don't know who he is or what he thinks he's doing, but uh, I'm like, I'm done. But went back home, and over the next week, literally, it's like every time I opened up my Bible, something Ian was talking about was there. And I'm like, come on, God. And it's just like Father downloaded and said, do you want to continue being the skeptic and miss out on what I have for you? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to start searching these things out and discover the mysteries? And so at that mm -hmm. point, I really made a choice. Um, I, I've referred to it as I used to have my little prayer closet with a little shelf that I had those little, you know, two or three things of faith that I set up there. Everything else I just threw out, skepticism. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. from that point on, I'm like, okay. And Father gave me the picture of um, the, uh, you know, end of Indiana Jones where the, the Ark of the Covenant uh, is being placed in that warehouse. He's like, that's your warehouse. Just start putting stuff in there. And so I do spiritually rather than, you know, poo poo it or throw it out. Mm -hmm. I'll just I'll just put it in that warehouse and then God in his timing, he can bring yep. it out and show me how it works, how it fits. 
but I don't have to figure that out. But I also don't need to throw it out because there's a lot of stuff out there that I've missed because I threw things out just because it didn't fit my paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember listening to Nancy Cohen. She came here with a friend of mine uh, probably now seven or eight years ago. And that time, a lot of it was just uh, too much, you know. Yeah. but a few years later, some of it started to really uh, resonate and make more sense for me. So that's something that I, I share with a lot of people I'm walking with, you know, I am where I am and I'm growing every day. And that statement right. sets so many people free. Like I feel no inadequacy because I don't see some of these things. Uh, it doesn't yeah. change anything other than my experience and um, what I'm going through with the father at the end of the day, the journey is the reward. You know, there is no destination that once yeah. we're going to get to and it's all over. So that just when you're in that place of rest, yeah. then this thing just becomes so much fun instead of yeah. anything else, you know. So like just like what you're saying before coming into this realm, someone like a David Hogan, someone like a Heidi Baker. I was like, man, like, look at how they walk. I got to be like that. And I remember closing the door and trying to pray for eight hours and 10 minutes later, I'm done. You know, I'm a new believer at that time. And then feeling condemned, like, oh, why am I not like them? And, you know, that thought process is actually ingrained in all believers because it's never said, but it's taught. You know, the way we yeah. do meetings when one person or two people have a mic and everyone else is a spectator, we can't now demand the body to be mobilized if that is the method we use to communicate you know so yeah. one of the things we do is we hold gatherings we all get together we bring food we get around a parable and get in small groups and there's older people younger people in the groups male and female so there's all these different perspectives and people are now learning how to hear another expression and how to start to walk out their own journey especially when there's contradictions or disagreement and uh we walk it out talk it out work it out you know you know, so, we definitely have a lot in common. I can, <laughs> you know, so I was talking about, you know, seeing Nancy and Ian, it's like, man, but where do you start? Because I almost walked out the other way and never came back. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of people that do. They hear this stuff and it's just so bizarre. It's like their spirit resonates with it, but they don't understand that even yet. So their theolo- their theology tells them this is this is heresy. So they walk out the other way. Mm-hmm. So you know, what my my wife and I did is we created a, a course called The Ultimate Impact. Mm-hmm. And we've had, you know, a thousand people plus go through that. But it's it's a discipleship course. It's a very in-depth course that builds the biblical foundation to help people come in. It's the bridge that, you know, I think you're doing the same thing. And that's what we've got to have that because I think the people talk about the billion soul harvest. Um I'm kind of wondering if that harvest is moving people from the Christian box into true spirituality <laughs> mm. Mm. because it's, yeah, it's, I, um, yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. It, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it is amazing how many people are moving that direction. And you mentioned your groups. I, I don't know if you've seen our, our Sunday gatherings, but we, I believe personally that the great leaders of this age that we've stepped into the great leaders of this age are going to be the ones who actually call forth from the body all that the body has within it so that we can be a full body. Mm. The, the the age of grandstanding and rock starring, you know, and, and mm-hmm. standing up and telling everybody how to believe what to believe. Here's my stories. You know, this is what, you know, to me that it's over. There's going to be a lot of lingering pieces, but the time and the season is coming forth where the great leaders are the ones that are able to reach out and say, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And 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 then not everybody's a teacher. So there's going to be teachers around. There's still going to be leaders and teachers and so forth. And those leaders and teachers will be able to help those people who have something in them because everybody's got something in them. They're mm-hmm. going to be able to help them pull that out. And it sounds like that's, you know, your, your purpose, your mission, and what you're doing one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it in groups. We do it online. And it's always come to the table. You know, we're here to find truth. We're not here to prove my point or anybody else's point. We're here to find truth. So bring your thoughts, bring your questions, and let's do this together. And it's such a wonderful experience. It is. And um, understanding that there's no brownie points for getting there first. There's no brownie points for getting there alone. There's no brownie points for being on top of this thing. That this is a team sport and you're only as weak, uh, as strong as your weakest body part. And when you understand family, then you understand that you're only as strong as looking after your baby, you know. And um, 
that's where I think we miss it because we don't we don't pull up the body. Some of us are happy just to go and only the strong survive. And that way of thinking needs to shift because Jesus yeah. came and brought a total opposite to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So um, we'll go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, continue on the journey here. Be right back after this. Hey there, thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We want to take a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups around the world are using this course to shift into Kingdom Age thinking. If you're ready to step into what Father is doing now, then this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Online Classes tab. Now, back to the show. All right, I'm back with Joseph. Uh, Joseph, you, we, we were just talking uh, during the break there. What are some of the things that are, are on your heart that you want to continue to share and get out to people? Yeah, I mean, so the main point that I want anybody who's listening to get is that you have divine design inside you and there is a divine purpose. Nobody else can do this. Even if they can do it a bit like you, they can't do it like you. <clears throat> and your expression is needed. You know, there are 7.5 billion, probably more now, 7.6 billion people on this planet. Nobody looks like you. Nobody sounds like you. No one has the same fingerprints, the lip prints, the eye swirls. I mean, you've been so uniquely designed for a reason. And owning that is what we are going to need in the coming years, in the coming decade, owning your individual expression. And so just to go into that purpose is original intent. Everything around us has purpose. There is nothing that exists outside of purpose. The shirt I'm wearing, the mic we're using, the technology was all created with purpose in mind. And when something is not being used according to its original intent or according to its purpose, abuse or misuse or no use is inevitable. And so even though we learn the mystical things, if you don't understand this way of thinking, that just becomes another another thing you do and uh, you can miss out on your unique expression. So I want to go deeper into that if uh, if you're good with that and just explain yeah, that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So go for it. Purpose is I am. It's who I am. It's not what I do. It comes from who I am and it is in the very being of me, in the very DNA at the core. It's in there. You know, some of the mistakes I see people make when it comes to purpose is one, we go searching out there, hoping that it's out there somewhere and I'll find it, which you will never find because it's in here. You're looking in the wrong place. Number two, one thing I've seen is that people are expecting a tree instead of understanding that purpose is in seed form inside all of us. And when it gets nurtured and when it gets watered and intention comes behind that, we grow that seed from a seed into a full tree that then has fruit, that then has its own seed, and it begins this ecosystem. So when we are looking for purpose, if we're looking for a tree or we're looking for it out there, we're going to miss it because it's actually inside you. And chances are you are already operating in it. You just either devalue it because it's so easy. It comes so easy <clears throat> to you. Or because your thinking or religious paradigm has shut that down or has blocked it. You know, Once you start to understand it's in you, it's who you are, then we break down this I am, I A M, identity, assignment, maturity. I use this framework, it's not a formula, but it is a framework to help understand that to the current level of your understanding of your identity, there is a current assignment. As you engage that current assignment, your maturity is revealed and you grow and your maturity grows and it comes back around to strengthen your identity. And then you have a new assignment that opens up from glory to glory, faith to faith. That's how I like to explain mm -hmm. it. So if you look at David's life, um, firstly, I want to break down what maturity is, because a lot of times we've been taught maturity is the size of impact, influence, the stage, the miracles, all of these kind of things. But actually, maturity comes down to the one thing. And that's Jesus said this. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Do you carry the likeness, the nature, the character of your father? That is the definition of maturity. Everything that we've been taught as Christians to do or believers to do come under that. Would you take that nature that you were originally designed for of being like the father on the earth? You know, so if you understand that, then David's life, he here he is looking after someone else's sheep. He's looking after Jesse's sheep. And uh, to the current level of his understanding of God, he's enjoying God. He's playing the harp. He's going in the realms, however you want to see it. 
but his current level of identity engaged their current assignment and then a bear comes and now when this bear comes his maturity is revealed in that moment he could run away he didn't have to do anything but he chose to stay and defend sheep that were not even his and he put his life in the way reflecting the very nature and character of our father and now he, he kills this bear and his identity is solidified you can be sure that night when he went home he knew god was with him in a different way that he killed a bear and so as he's engaging that identity identity solidified and a new assignment opens up where there now there's a lion and he rips this lion with his own hands i mean i don't know if he slept that night you know i don't know if i would sleep the <laughs> night i rip a lion with my bare hands like so suddenly you see these cycles and uh, eventually when he meets goliath it's the same thing just a new cycle instead of sheep he's now protecting people someone else's people and instead of a lion he's now standing in front of a giant and he's just going from glory to glory faith to faith just engaging his current assignment the reason i bring this up is because so many people think what's in front of them is not valuable when really god doesn't measure assignments the way this world and this system does to god me cleaning my room cleaning my car throwing out the trash, taking care of my neighbor is just as important as killing a giant. You know, this is all part of the training. There is this is all part of the maturing. Not one thing is separate. And so I want to put that out there because whoever's listening, whatever, wherever you're at, because you might hear someone who's really mystical and I've been there, who's doing these things and you're like, man, I want to do those things. Meanwhile, there was an assignment in front of me that requires my attention and I am thoroughly equipped for it. You know, when you understand that your father is a good father, every assignment that comes in front of you, you are equipped for, you are ready for, there is favor yeah. on it. There is so much growth in that assignment, even though you could deem it as unimportant or not that special. And so just understanding that and learning how to just take your next step, your next step, your next mm -hmm. step will eventually bring you into some of these things, you know, you were born for, but you're just growing into instead of trying to yeah. attain <clears throat> yeah, sorry Love i feel it. like I'm yeah going. <laughs> no that's good that's good you know um we're and again uh, we definitely all right let me back up i have been so impressed over the last few years at how god affirms and confirms the things that he gives to me because he gives it to you and he gives it to other people around the world. And we're all stepping into this very similar stuff that the father's downloading. And I quit reading the mystical stuff um, for the most part. I quit reading several years ago because father said, I'm going to give you what I have. And, and it, it was just the, one of the, the richest years uh, of my life were, were during that time. And, and then other people would come and say, oh, that sounds like so-and-so or so-and-so is doing this or doing that. And um, it's like, that's incredible because I got the same download, but I didn't get it by going and finding it from somebody else. So I, I love this because what's happening is, is hey, we're, we're covering the world because you're on the other side of the world and we're on this side and we're um, <laughs> working to, yeah. uh, to, to get the word out. And the thing is, I'm, there are thousands, I'm sure, people that are getting very similar downloads that are doing something about it and mm. moving forward. So, you know, to me, for the identity part, um, I had to learn to rest. I mean, I, I spent the first 50 years of my life in depression mm. and never really rose out of it. And, um, you know, it was... You know, you can ask my wife. It was miserable for everybody. Mm. But having, you know, stepped into this movement and into the heavens and having that frequency of heaven begin to change me and hear what the Father actually has to say about me, that was a game changer. My identity, began. I began to see myself as he saw me mm. versus what I'd always been told and all the stuff I dealt with as a kid and blah, blah, blah. So that was a major, major game changer. And one of the things I learned that I had to start doing, because I'm kind of a type A personality, I'm go, go, go. I mean, 15 businesses in 17 years, you know, um, yeah. could, can't help myself. Mm -hmm. But he really had to get me to the place where I would start to just back up, back up, slow down, rest, rest. And even even yesterday, I'm at the store and I'm I'm just buzzing around and I'm kind of enjoying it. I like that. Mm -hmm. But I just heard Holy Spirit say, slow down, just slow down rest rest you don't have to be in a hurry 
And it's that identity place of where we get to just rest in who we are. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. And most of the time when I was in that depressed state, I was trying to prove to myself that I was valuable Mm. and anybody else around that would happen to be watching, you know. (laughs) So um, uh, it's just learning to rest and then to flow. Like you said, that next, just like, Mm. I'm good. It's all good. What's next? And just to be be able to go with that and flow with it and have the faith to step into some of the stuff that's next that doesn't look like you can overcome it. But mm. every challenge is simply an opportunity to level up. Yeah. And yeah, so it's interesting like, when you talk about challenges to me, like if I view this whole experience as a dad and a son <clears throat> doing life together, it's so much fun. But if I view this experience as an orphan trying to earn a brownie points with the headmaster, this journey yeah. totally sucks, you know? And so <laughs> when you look at this challenge question, you know, my three daughters, I will never put them in a situation that I don't know they already can handle. So a test, you know, uh, Luke chapter four, the passion translation, I love it where it says he was led into the wilderness to reveal the strength that he already had, you know? The test is not actually a do you qualify it is a let us show you how you qualify you know that's good for my children they will never jump off a curb that i know they can't land that would make me a sadistic dad you know and so all these (laughs) challenges including betrayal including uh, defamation including being misunderstood this is all the journey of us smelling like christ smelling like jesus you know Uh, being left alone being left alone in moments where we really need people it's amazing that some of these things are all part of the john 10 10 abundant life but many times we separate it because we're still looking at it from this realm you know yeah very 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 true uh you know i look at the things that happened in my life i don't you know my childhood was was bad enough that uh you know i spent all my adult years literally from the time I was about 20, you know, and I got married or even before I got married, started counseling. So I've been through Elijah House, Sozo, uh, Theophostics, psychiatry, drugs, all of that, trying to deal with the garbage that accumulated on me as a child. And and yet coming into my full identity, I was able to release all that. And I look at my, you know, and I want to be careful how I say it because I've always tried to protect my parents, because I love them. I absolutely love them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I've said it before, so I can say it, but, but I see them as my heroes. Mm-hmm. They're my heroes. Mm-hmm. They truly, truly, absolutely are my heroes now. Because one thing I know, they were doing their best. They were mm-hmm. trying their best. They just had, you know, baggage as well. And their journey, though, and I had to go through part of their journey, and I'm still in part <coughs> of their journey, but, but their journey... Um, you know, helped make me who I am today. Mm-hmm. And, and and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have some of the things that I have today in terms of character mm. that have given me the strength to stand up even when, you know, a lot of other stuff is pushing against me. And, and um, you know, I've been betrayed and mm. and my childhood prepared me for it. And mm. did I did I ace the test, you know, in my, my most recent betrayals? No, but... <laughs> I did a whole lot better than I, I, I would have had I not been in this place today. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's, it, and again, it's, it's opportunity, opportunity mm. to grow. And I, I love that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, you know, when you look at Judas, I mean, like Judas being part of the game, he was the one that thrust the whole thing into motion when it met it, you know, even when you look at um, Esther and Mordecai and Haman, Haman, is coming looking like he's about to do something else but he's the very launch pad and so for all of us these betrayals or the things we go through the being misunderstood become the very launch pad you know it became the very launch pad even for me to thrust me into more of what god had so i love it that in the kingdom everything works out for your good you know it does you know one of one of the things I, i share was the very first corporation that i put together i was straight out of um you know, pastoring straight out of, uh, you know, just being in the spiritual things and hadn't done any business. Um, and one of the first corporations I set up, I made friends of my church or yeah, of my church, equal partners in my corporation that I put together. Well, within about six to eight months, 
uh, it was in real estate. So you have to have a broker. I was not a broker. So we had to, a broker, but we had already agreed with him. He was going to be an intern broker till I got my broker's license. Well, I was about to get my license. He went to the other guys and said, hey, listen, it's either, it's either him or me. And if, you, if, we, if those guys had chosen me, we would have kind of all been sunk because we had, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of business in the pipe. And, um, uh, you know, so they chose to vote me out of my own corporation. That was, wow. you talk about betrayal. <laughs> wow. And, you know, it was a great business decision on their behalf, but mm -hmm. uh, definitely not a, a, you know, a right decision ethically. Mm. Well, I, I was, I was livid, but within a few hours, my, my wife, I'm, I'm wanting to just, I wanted to kill him. You know, mm -hmm. that's where mm -hmm. I was at. <laughs> And my wife is like, pray for him, pray for him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, actually, I actually started praying for them. Mm. I did finally get myself to start praying for them. And within 24 hours, Father just opened up things to where I had everything I need to continue on with my business. Mm. And it was just me. And I went on to make $2.5 million over the next two years. And within a year, they were all in a lawsuit against one another. Mm. I didn't have to do a thing. And I did go back. I, I almost immediately was trying to reconcile with all of them. Mm -hmm. And all of them I was able to meet with and reconcile, say, it's okay. You know, we're moving on. Mm -hmm. um, except for the, the broker guy. He would never meet with me. Mm. But like you said, all things work for good. And you mm. talk about a leveling up. Man, that was... That was total devastation, and within a, like 48 hours, like this is a breath of fresh air. Hey, mm. I, I'm I don't have to split any of this money anymore. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, it was, but that's you know that's the leveling up process that Father takes us through. And honestly, if we will just rest on the way through some of these really hard times, and I you know I know people who are suffering with stage four cancer and and all these things that. Um, you know, I don't dare try to say, just rest, you know, mm. you know, I mean, that would be the thing to do. But mm. at the same time, I'm not going to try to tell somebody, you know, to how to how to be in their situation when I'm not there. Yeah. Uh, I just know that for me, I, I, it's it's taken me a long ways in just the journey of flow, rest mm. and flow. Mm. And just knowing that there's a bigger picture, much bigger picture, the perspective of heaven is so much bigger than this world. And if I'm focused only on what's going on here, then I miss what's yet to come. And yeah. I can get really bogged down in the day-to-day -to -day stuff. Yeah. And that's so, it's so interesting because when you, when there's so many things we could go into here, but just learning how to do this is actually an art that needs to be practiced. You know, the Bible says, be diligent to yeah. enter into rest. And I think we don't, either we talk a lot about mechanics on how to do something, or we talk a lot about how it should be, but we don't actually bring them to and merge them in a nice flowing way, you know? And I think that's where training comes in. Like Navy SEALs say, like in an emergency, you will revert uh -huh. to the level of your training. And we don't have much training. We have a lot of learning. So many people know more than enough, but they've just run away from their bear and run away from their lion and they're waiting for their giant. If their giant came, it would take them out, you know? And so... I think just, I, I feel like we have the bodies coming now into a place where we are training more. We are, we're doing both. We're understanding the operating system and the application. We're understanding the who I am and how it relates to the do. And I think that's bringing a beautiful synergy. So I'm very excited yeah. for where we're going. Good. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I definitely want to stay connected with you more now that we're finally getting to know one another. Yeah. Um, and I know my wife and I were planning to be in New Zealand before COVID hit. We were planning to be there the fall of wow. 2020 to do um, uh, what we're calling immersion retreats. Okay. Uh, my wife and I are just, uh, we're tired of conferences mm -hmm. because it's the fire hose of information. Mm -hmm. And yet very few people walk away and are able to change their lives. Mm -hmm. With In three to four days in these retreats that we do, lives are changed dramatically and people walk out changed mm -hmm. and their challenge now is integrating back into their regular daily life um mm -hmm. with the with what they've with what they've learned because we we do these immersion retreats to practice what people have learned we go in with no agenda we don't have any agenda whatsoever it's just what father is doing mm. just like what father what's father got for this group 
and and not that we are telling everybody how to believe or what to think but you know pulling from everybody because everybody's valuable mm -hmm. pulling from everybody what's important and then practicing those things and it's just life-changing for people um and and we're trying to figure out how to do it on a larger basis but just really no heart for big conferences it's just i think that's going away yeah i get what you mean uh, on the weekend I did an Esther's Emerging Intensive, a two-day workshop, and there were about 40, 47 people there, but it was a very combined back and forth, everybody sharing, everybody talking, everyone exploring experience. Yeah. And um, it was really, really beautiful. It was very life-changing for some of them. And um, so I get what you're saying. I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, we'll get to New Zealand one of these days, um, soon as, as soon as it opens up. <laughs> yeah. We definitely yeah, want to awesome. get there. Um, <clears throat> you know, like online last year, even for me, the online space just blew up. And I think it's so awesome that we can do that. But more than that, because of the online space, the offline space also blew up. So I ended up meeting people I would have never met in this nation, coming together, really want connection. The whole relational equity is more important than anything else. And so it's really exciting. Very cool. Well, uh, Joseph, how would people get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Just simple on Facebook. If you can connect Joseph Wilson, you can find me there. And uh, that's the easiest way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and any notes that you want to send uh, regarding links and so forth to some of your programs, just let us know. We'll, we'll put them in the notes as we put this out when it airs. Um, so we got about okay. 10 more minutes left. Um, what, what else would you like to share? What's on your heart? What else? I mean, there's so many ways we can go. When... Um, did Mindy recommend me to you? Was that? Yes, she did. Did she say why? Um, I don't recall that she did. So interesting. <laughs> so I mean, there's now, so many I ways. Yeah. I had seen you though before, before she okay. ever mentioned you. You know, having you on the show, uh, I I had seen your shows. I'd seen you, and I don't remember where. I want to. I want to say it was when you interviewed Chris Carter. Somehow one of his things popped, you know, came across my phone. And so I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my my focus really is in that training, is in that um, getting people to appropriate and internalize and externalize everything that we have. What does that look like? You know, so it's very personal. It's very back and forth. Even online, we have group coaching. I run a group called Royal Hybrids. And there's this, you know, I, I talk about the six trees of the abundant life. Uh, spirit, soul, body, heart, finances, purpose. And there are daily things that we engage just five to 10 minutes in each one of these. And um, that's kind of the main thing here for me is the ones that are ready to move. Let's move. And what does that look like? And every week yeah. there is something to report, you know, when you put intention behind that. So there's a few different ways we can go, but I guess it depends on what you think your audience might resonate with or want to hear. Or... Well, we have a pretty wide audience in terms of what um, what they're what they're interested in, and uh, so I I think I feel like you should share what's really on your heart and what's what's the what is the thing you're most passionate about in when engaging with people, and uh, let that let that come out and, and and let that come out and meet the people, <laughs> so yeah. that uh, they they know what you're passionate about and what you would like to do if they have any interest, you know. And then they can contact you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wary of uh, well, promoting what I'm doing because I I didn't get some of the things in place like the affiliate offer and stuff. That's why I'm not going too much into. Don't some worry of about that. it. <laughs> we, we, you know, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, the the important thing and what I've always enjoyed is just sharing new people, new concepts with the world. Now, the reason we started doing some of that, you know, that you're talking about is. Um, it still takes funds to run things mm -hmm. and totally. uh, and honestly we we are always tied on funds because i'm going to take that completely back mm. we are blessed because father gives us everything we need and we do know that there's an expansion coming that we need to bring on several new people and, and there there needs to be more funds coming in so we need to fund some of this stuff that's taking up time uh but at the same time it's my heart just to share it if we were independently wealthy we would just be sharing everybody and just getting the word out there because mm -hmm. that's that's my heart. 
but we do need to uh, pay our people and uh, keep the lights on and so on and so forth. So mm. um, it, this winds up happening more often than not. Just mm. share it so your people can know how to reach you and what you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And again, I mean, that's not, for me, what I felt was coming on here was actually to connect with you. And uh, so I obeyed yeah. that to come here and yeah. connect with. I don't know what that looks like, what that means, but you know, and well, I'd love to podcast you at some point too, which would be great. <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so the thing burning in my heart, yeah, we can go into that would be just transformation, what that means and engaging that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if, if I'm listening to you online right now and, uh, you know, you've got your bread and butter, the, the way that you make your funds and mm. the thing that is exciting to you, mm. uh, you know, what is that thing and, and uh, how, how would people get connected? I know you said, you know, go to find you on Facebook, but do you have a website that uh, people could go to to find out more information about what you do and your coaching and so forth? Yeah, yeah, I got one. So is, is this part of the recording? You want me to go or are you going to It is still part of the recording, yep, <laughs> okay. yep. Great. Um, yeah, so to go deeper with me, you can go on IamJosephWilson.com. And uh, on there, there's a whole bunch of stuff I do, like the podcast, and there's some free training on overcoming fear, on uh, simple steps to your purpose. And then there's also links to the coaching I do. So Royal Hybrids is a vision that the Lord gave me, regal visionaries serving with authority. And I have a dream to see a thousand of these kind of people all around the world who don't get their identity from anything else except who they are in him and who he is Come on. in him. And they will function in every area of society. So that's in all the realms, the seven mountains, if you want to call it, but they're able to bring changes, not just in the spirit realm, but all the way in through to the natural, just like Jesus did, you know, traversing the realms all the time. And uh, so these guys are training. We have to train. Most people don't like training because it's uncomfortable. But like we talked about, all growth is in that uncomfortable space. Yeah. And uh, I love this quote from a Navy SEAL. His name is Jocko Willink. I don't know if you've heard that name, but he wrote a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And part of being a disciple is having discipline. And many people don't talk about discipline. So there it's is in a the word disciple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, so much freedom in understanding discipline. And so just training people on how to not be led by feelings, right? Because your feelings usually follow a thought and learning how to change that thinking, the, the Romans 12, renewing that mind and shifting the pattern that they're conformed to from this world to heaven, from this world into original intent. And that there is probably one of the things I'm most passionate about is the daily mundane stepping into the things that don't <laughs> seem so flash, but have the biggest effect of just renewing your mind, going from the conscious mind into the subconscious and starting to train that subconscious so that that would become your default. You know, and so one of the things we do is help people like understand that this word is coding and that at a spirit level, you are already as upgraded as you will ever be. You cannot get a more bigger upgrade on your spirit. You have been given the best, the ultimate. And so your soul now just needs to engage bringing that from that realm into the natural. And the way it will do that is through repetition, is through the practice, is through programming, you know, new programming. Mm -hmm. So I love that neuroscience talks about how we live from 95% of our subconscious or unconscious, you know, and we've been programmed through experiences and maybe DNA. But that also means we can reprogram. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. don't see change because they're not willing to go through that process of the reprogramming. So I'm very passionate about that, helping people do that and asking questions. You know, I, I talk about the BS thought loop, the bologna sandwich thought loop, and how when I <laughs> ask people questions, they answer a question, then they go deeper, they go deeper, and then somehow they bring it back to this loop and they start all over again. And they have this loop constantly. And so they're never able to come into newness. They're never able to shift till somebody yeah. comes and disrupts that, that loop, you know? Yeah. And so practicing that, I think is very, very, very important when it comes to transformation. Uh, two things I want. Number one, um, hold on here. I'm going to, I want to honor you. Number one, just because I I've seen, I, I've, felt the resistance from you in wanting to share your platforms and exactly what you're doing as if self-promoting. 
I want to honor you in that you were doing that because of uh, conversations that we had in, in terms of um, setting something up to actually promote your product and all that. Um, but I just want to honor you for for the the honoring of us in that sense. Um, that 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 means a lot and says a lot to me. And um, uh, I just so appreciate that. And at the same time, I'm cutting you loose. I'm saying, give it all in terms of letting people contact you because uh, uh, partly just uh, recognizing the honor that you're carrying is really, really powerful. So thank you so much. Second thing is, as I'm hearing you talk, it's like, man, you, me, and there's one or two other people I can think of. I feel like we we ought to do a, a teaching session together on, on identity because mm. To me, if people if if people on the earth only got one thing, only mm. got one thing, it would be identity. That if they could get just that, the whole world would change overnight. If everybody was were able to step into and lock into their identity in Him, yeah. everything would change overnight. Because nobody's going to be fighting one another. It's like we're all confident and comfortable with who we are. I don't need to make you into me, and I don't need you to believe everything I believe. I'm confident in who I am in him. You can say something that's totally undermining my belief system, but because my identity is in him and not in my belief system, it doesn't matter. I can, I can, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to hear more. It's, you, you got a different way of believing rather than being triggered and offended. But in Christ, there is no offense. So anyway, there's so much that goes into identity when we truly understand who we are and we get, and we get locked into that. It's almost mm. game over. The life mm. from there is a wonderful journey with the challenges. It's still yeah. a wonderful journey, no matter how bad the challenges are, if we have our identity in him. It's, um, it's yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, so. Yeah. For, so thank you for honoring me, and I honor that. <laughs> Thanks for recognizing <laughs> that. You know, and I guess that's what the Bible means, mutually submitting and honoring one another. Um, and this identity portion is so massive, you know, in the natural, the first three years of a baby's life determines so much. And that first thousand days where they're learning who mum is and who dad is, and they're not learning any of that through language or communication, but only through experience. And so yeah. our father calling us into this experiential learning is the most amazing part. And I think a lot of people have skipped that infancy stage especially in Christianity, someone comes in, they get saved and you're like, okay, now you should be like a 30 year old. Like you read, you pray, you, and we don't understand that no baby ever grew up like that, you know? Right. And uh, so I'd love to go into that subject and just start to bring more balance and freedom and love to the body to allow each other to flourish where we're at, you know? Come on. Well, we'll we will definitely be talking more. Um, so I want to do a behind the scenes section if you have time. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then, yeah, definitely want to talk about maybe doing some things together. That this is this is cool. Uh, really, awesome. I I don't know with you, but I feel definitely there's a there's a heart resonation that's going on that um, I feel like uh, there's more to come, a lot more to come. Yeah, so. <clears throat> I agree. I feel yeah. that too. <laughs> well, um, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And Joseph, again, really honor you for being honoring. Uh, but I do want you to send an email with all your links to all your programs and everything that you've yep. got. Uh, send it to Mindy. I'll let Mindy know. You know, we're going to post that anyway. Yep. So, um, yeah, just take it as a blessing. And and we just say, if you feel like honoring us back some way, great. If not, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you would like to partner with us to help uh, get these messages out to people and just promote the kingdom message, uh, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and look for the giving tab and become a partner there with us on a monthly basis. Um, there's all kinds of different levels. So um, feel free to pick one that the Father leads you to. And we just, again, thank you for being on here, Joseph. Uh, it, it, more of an honor than I expected to have you on <laughs> thank you for having me it was a huge honor for me to be here and uh, i know this is just the beginning of something yeah absolutely all right take care we'll see you all next time see all you right. guys thank you for taking time out to listen to kingdom talks you can find out more about kingdom talks media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com 
www.ghostbusters.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life Keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.